Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Training camp is here, which means preseason is right around the corner. If you want to place a bet on any of the NFL action, BetOnline.ag is the place to do it. 24-7-365, regardless on what sport, just go to BetOnline.ag. And to get started, use our promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, I know you are boots on the ground in Latrobe at Steelers training camp. We have a ton to discuss from Steelers training camp. Season's right around the corner, but we start today's show with breaking news. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson will face a six-game suspension to start the 2022 season. I want to get your reaction of this news about Watson to start today's episode. Mark, I had a feeling it wasn't going to be a year suspension. We was talking between 8 to 12. Now it's just only six. So that put the Cleveland Browns in a pretty good situation when you want to come down to the season. They're having Deshaun Watson for a lot more games than expected. So they came up with a plan. They got it to the judge. Judge Sue said six games, so that's where we're at right now. This means that Watson is eligible to return week seven. That is October 23rd against Baltimore. He will miss the week three game against the Steelers if this suspension holds. Now, I've seen that the NFLPA has issued a statement saying that the Players Association and Watson do not plan to appeal the suspension. The NFL now has three days to decide if they want to keep the six-game suspension, but We'll see what ends up happening. Also important news as well. And again, this is fluid. This is breaking news as of this morning. But Watson settled three more of the civil lawsuits filed against him, meaning there's only one more remaining out there of the 24 women that accused him of sexual misconduct as well. But six-game suspension, Ike, it's a lot less than I had initially predicted. I'm going to say this. You had it right all along, Ike. Yeah, he stood by his word. He said he did nothing. Out the context, um, obviously they did settle in court. He got rid of three. Now he just had one more to go. So I'm sure Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns just want to put it put this all behind the mark. Yeah, and I've got to put this out there, Ike, because 
Two grand juries in Texas decided not to criminally charge Watson. I know we don't know the full terms of the the civil lawsuits of what that monetary figure is with the women accusing him of all the allegations. But I got to put this out there and I'm going to let our listeners and viewers cast their own judgments. But if this Watson suspension holds, let's look at some of the other suspensions in the NFL Given that some of the same or some different issues with players throughout the league, it, it's not. I'll let our listeners and viewers decide for themselves. Calvin Ridley suspended 17 games for betting. Vontez Perfect, 12 games for targeting. DeAndre Hopkins, six games for performance enhancing drugs. Martavius Bryant suspended indefinitely because of weed. Josh Gordon, 25 plus games for multiple uh, substance abuse problems with weed. Darren Waller, 16 games substance abuse. And now Deshaun Watson, six games. There were 24 women. There were initially 25, but they had to throw one of the lawsuits out of sexual, uh, sexual assault and, um, looking for the right word, sexual misconduct allegations against Watson Ike. So I want to put that out there just so people can draw their own conclusions. There's going to be a lot of discussion between now and the next three days if this suspension indeed and in fact holds with Watson. Yeah, Mark, you're talking about a lot of repeat offenders off of that list, which you just named. You know, this Deshaun Watson is a repeat offender. So the guys you name, man, they've been getting in trouble for a long time, multiple times. You know, so you only get so many chances. So that's why you see other than Calvin Ridley, but, you know, the, the the NFL, they do not allow that betting going on. You know, they don't want no player or anybody dictating to the game. You know, they want the game to be as pure as possible. Now, other than a few other names you, you name, man, the, the Josh Gordon, the Martavius, Brian, and a few others, man, them guys were repeat offenders. So that's why the suspension was so heavy. That's a good point, Ike. And just to clarify, one of the 25 lawsuits against Watson was dropped following a judge's ruling in April 2021 that the plaintiffs needed to amend their petitions to disclose their names as well. So you'll see 24, you'll see 25 when talking about Watson. I just want to make sure we've got our facts right, Ike, when discussing this case. So we'll see. Again, he'll miss his the first six games this holds means that the Steelers will play the Browns in week 18 of the season. And so if he's the quarterback week seven against Baltimore from then on means he'll play, uh, you know, he'll miss the first six, but he'll play the remaining. What is what's my math here? Like uh, 11 games. I, the 17 yeah. game season still goofs me up, but uh, again, I agree. a lot, a lot less than I thought it would be. And I got to give you credit. Ike. you said six early on and I looked at you. I remember I looked at you funny. And I was just like, there's no way, but um, listen, I think the NFL did do their due diligence with the judge, Sue Robinson, as well, and taking their time. And we'll see if anything else comes of this. There's going to be a lot of discussion this week is, you know, is this suspension enough? Is it not enough? Is it too heavy? Is it just right? And I, I honestly, I want to know more information as this continues to go along. But the NFL took its time in making right. this decision. Yeah, you got to understand, Mark, you can't please everybody's opinion. And that's what I do love yeah. about the NFL. They don't let nobody dictate to what they need to do. They do their homework and they do it to a T. So when they come down to a decision, they come down to a decision off based off the information they have. So they had enough information, but uh, they looked at it thoroughly. This took uh, not even months, but damn near a couple of years. So they looked at everything and it's, they said, look, we're going to give Deshaun Watson six games. We feel like that's the best worst case scenario so there we have it six games for Deshaun Watson 
All right, Ike, we will move on. You were in the <clears throat> trobe at Steelers training camp with right. the Steelers. I've seen some right. pictures. I saw you talking to Chris Boswell. I saw a picture of you in Heath Miller as well. You're outside. You're in training camp. Uh, what do they have you doing down there, Ike? Because I have a ton of questions. Working with the scouting department. You know, so I'm sitting with the scouting department. Of course, congratulations to Omar Khan. He's the new GM. Um, just hanging around these scouts and just seeing how they do in Pittsburgh, the grading systems, how they watch tape, how they break down players. Um, when it comes down to, to to college guys and what are they looking for from, from different positions. So that's what I'm doing. So I'm really getting in-depth when it comes down to, you know, the scouting side. So it's, 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 it's fun to me because I don't think people know I was in the scouting department as a active player. I always wanted to be a scout slash GM. So this is the right time, man. I appreciate the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mr. Rooney and his family, Coach T, and also Omar Khan for just giving me, just giving me this opportunity, Mark, to come in and, and say what I need to say, put my two cents in and, you know, uh, do presentations and break down what I think a Pittsburgh Steelers should look like. When was the last time you were in Latrobe bike for Steelers training camp? Uh, right before the pandemic. So I want to say 2018. Gotcha. Gotcha. I imagine that this is almost like asking a parent who their favorite kid is. But was there someone you were most excited to see a familiar face when returning to Latrobe? Man, it's always good to see uh, Coach T. You know, Coach T, if you just talk to him, he always got some kind of gem or nugget every time he talks, you know. So it was good to see him. Also, I wanted to catch up with the young players. So I've been talking to Deontay about his situation. I've been talking to uh, GP, which is George Pickens, the the new wide receiver. And I think he's going to be special. I think he's going to be the personality of the team. I also got a chance to talk to Najee. Talk to Najee, sat down with him. Uh, see, I want to see him in person. Boy, <laughs> that dude, look just like Derrick Henry, but – probably with the thicker frame. You know, and I got a chance to talk to Devin Bush and his injury and how he feel this year. So basically got a chance to talk to Minka, try to pick his brain. So, man, I'm just sitting here talking to all the young guys, telling them how it used to be back in Pittsburgh, telling, what, telling them the standard in Pittsburgh, but also just like picking their brain and walking them, walking them, them here as a Pittsburgh Steelers. So I just been hanging around the young guys, man, just try to give them as much wisdom as possible, but it's just fun to watch these kids grow, not kids, these young men grow and come to training camp, come to the trove. And this was all this where it all starts, Mark. It starts in the trove. You know, your your career starts in the trove, your foundation starts in the trove. And uh just being a Pittsburgh Tiller because of the history behind it since the sixties, sixties always starts in the trove as well. So these young guys, man, I think they pretty much understand. I do think this is a special group. We're going to get into the quarterback situation mm-hmm. on our show, but that's what I'm doing right now, man. I'm just picking a lot of brains, getting as much information as I need, and uh, just just glad that the Pittsburgh Steelers are allowing me to be part of the scouting department. Yeah, I think it's awesome that they bring a player like you back, I have 12 years of experience, all with the same organization, Heath Miller as well. Players just do the do things the right way and that are just solid, established, pro-veteran players who have gone and done it before and achieved the highest level of success. So that's really cool to see, even from afar. And it's just like, it's so cool just to see you out there in your element, Ike, even from afar. It's been really fun to watch on 
your social media channels too. So as always with the show, we'll put our social media handles in the show notes. So if you want to check out Ike's journey in Pittsburgh, you can do that. I've got to ask you this because I saw you were in the weight room as well. You were rocking all your Steelers gear. Right, so you're right, working right. up a sweat as always. Is there anyone in there in the weight room with you who's just an absolute yeah. beast that our fans should know about, Ike? I honestly, I don't even be paying attention. Once I get in the weight room, I kind of zone out. Now everybody yeah. be looking at me crazy because I'm fully geared. So I have my, my hoodie on, my long pants on, my beanie on. And they're like, bro, how the hell are you working out with all this on? I'm like, man, that's just what we do in Florida. Even standing outside when it's like 80-something degrees, everybody be looking at me crazy. But I'm like, man, if y'all can come down to Florida, y'all understand this is no kind of heat. But that's just something my body's used to, just working out like this. But, yeah, as far as, like, the weight room, I really don't pay attention. Once I'm in there, I'm on my own. All right. All right, Ike, I'll let you off the hook there. Uh, anything else our fans should know about with your journey in Latrobe bike? Because, again, I, I've just been getting some pictures here and there. I'm like, oh, there's Ike there on the field with Chris Boswell. There's Ike with his old teammate, Heath Miller. Is there anything else you want to make sure our listeners and viewers know about? George Pickens will be one of the reasons why the Pittsburgh Steelers will be successful, and it will, be, it will come sooner than later. All right. You heard it here first. And Ike, you predicted that the Steelers would draft Pickens. Like, I could look at the timestamp. I believe it was like three weeks before the NFL draft. You said, this is a guy that the Steelers really, really like. And I'm just going to say, you used your psychic abilities to call that. You could go back and look at the tape on the Believe in Steelers show. Psychic Ike Taylor out on the pod again. This is August 1st. You're hearing this now. So when we get, I don't know, week eight, nine, ten into the season, and George Pickens is having a nice rookie year. You heard it from the man himself, Ike Taylor. Uh, Ike, what did you make of the back and forth? I saw Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Hayward. I, I don't want to call it a beef because they both made it clear in the interviews, if you actually listen to the full clips, right. that it, it's not. But what did you make of their back and forth just about the state of the Steelers? And they were specifically talking about some of the lack of playoff success and you know me first players. What did you make of the back and forth between the two Steelers all pro players. Well, you know, Cam uh Cam just felt some kind of way, you know. And uh from what I look at it from seven point of view is the pot calling the kettle black. You know, so I'm like, man, just you know, once you leave, just leave everything alone. You know, once I left, I left everything alone in Pittsburgh. Once Troy left, he left everything alone in Pittsburgh. Ryan Clark left, he left everything alone in Pittsburgh. Thompson left, he left everything alone in Pittsburgh. Um, but saying there's a lot of me players, um, at the time, you was a part of that. And I'm talking about seven. So you were the leader. You had the opportunity to change that around if you thought that. So why you didn't do that? And that's how I think Cam is, is, Cam is looking at it. Like, don't say nothing now that you're not here. Um, when you were here, it should have been said. So that's, that's just my uh, opinion on how Cam is thinking, but I don't think I'm too far off when I do say that. Yeah, and I saw that Roethlisberger went on a radio show after the fact and kind of walked back his comments a little bit, saying he should have been more detailed, more specific, and it's not the majority of the players that are me first, but it's almost like putting toothpaste back in the tube. I Can't honestly think he's... Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I honestly think that he's trying to be honest about the Steelers' lack of playoff success in the last five seasons or so. But what I wanted to ask you about, Ike, and I think he's just trying to be candid as he can be, but 
What's it like going from a starter and a contributor to an elite sports franchise to not playing anymore? What's that transition like? Man, it was cool for me because um, we already had Troy Polamalu and we all knew he was special. And we and like like I, I say this all the time, Mark, Troy was Michael Jackson and we was just part of the Jackson 5. You know, so when it came down to me retiring, I never chased the red carpet. I never chased the spotlight. I understood where my lane was in football. And it's 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 hard to do. And I see it from a lot of players because, man, we've been a man all our life. Once you start at eight years old and you wind up retiring at between 30 and 34 and everything just closed on you. The door closed on you. There is no more red carpets. Nobody calling you for autograph signings unless you're a Hall of Fame like Troy Polamalu. Um, you just become a used to, a has been, and, and, and just to sum it up. And it's hard to it's hard to swallow, it's hard to take. But you gotta have a plan, man. You gotta understand you. So that's what I that's what I see with a lot of players they struggle with. You know, retiring at thirty some years old is pretty early. Retiring at twenty some years old, because that's what these young guys are doing now. They don't want to play football till their thirties. That's 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 it's a it's a huge transition. And a lot of guys don't know how to transition out of it because we have been in the spotlight for so long. You know, but they got to understand, man, football in any professional sport will forever be a young man's sport unless you play quarterback, unless you play punter, unless you're a kicker. You know, y'all, them guys can play 15 to 20 years if they're really good at it, you know, and they really never been in that kind of spotlight off of the positions I just named unless you're a quarterback. So it's just a transitional part. You know, it's just from your whole life, you kind of bet on yourself. And what I mean, bet on yourself, you're one out of a few or a needle in the haystack when you, when it comes to making it this level, let alone being very successful at this level. And now everything, man, the whole spotlight is gone. And, and people just tend to chase it or they can't adjust to it. Yeah, I, I know the NFL National Football League, in my opinion, stands not for long because Correct. they do this study every few years where it's like the average NFL career is three or four seasons and that's it. So there's always fresh talent coming in every year, guys getting drafted, some players that prove themselves as undrafted players that are able to establish themselves and carve out a role for themselves in this league. So I think some of that stems from that. And in all honesty, too, I think both players are just trying to be honest of, you know, what do the Steelers need to do to get back to the playoff success and hoisting Lombardi trophies, chasing number seven. I think that's ultimately what this comes from. And so, again, I, I don't want to make this out to be more than what it is. And both right. players even said that, like, said that in their respective interviews. There's a level of respect of even there's a, if there's a disagreement publicly, there's a level of respect for both players, given their contributions to the team that I, I think there's something to be said about that, too. Cam was just defending what, what, what Ben has said in, in my mind and. You know, if you listen to the whole interview, uh, Seven did backpedal a little bit. Um, he said he didn't mean it like that, but it's kind of too late. Um, you, you said what you said, and that's how people kind of felt. And if you're a player on the football team, I think Cam, like I said, just looked at it like, bro, you've been with you, you've been in the locker room and you just retired. Why would you say that now? You know, why you didn't say this? You know, why you were here? If 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 anybody had a voice in the locker room, it was you, Seven. You know, so. I just think that's how Cam looks at it. With you, Ike. 
We'll move on. Minka Fitzpatrick coming into training camp with a wrist injury. Right. And so apparently he fell off a bike during vacation in the offseason. Right, right. I guess he'll have a little bit of discomfort. Can't imagine he'll miss any time during the regular season with this. I know there'll be some discomfort, but I just want to make sure we've got Minka Fitzpatrick ready to roll. Want to get him yeah. back to an all-pro yeah. level. And I want to make sure he's not having 120 tackles again this season. Let's have the ball hawk on the back end of the defense that we saw as an all-pro safety in 2019 and 2020. I want to see him return to form in 2022. And I say return to form. It's not really that he underperformed in 2021, but there were struggles with the front seven, which forced him to make a lot more tackles and play up and not be, again, the ball hawk that he typically is on the back half of the defense. Yeah, Minka would be just fine, man. You you look at Minka, you look at his body structure, Mark, and he's built like a running back. He was built like a tall running back. So I see him in person. I'm like, okay, now I see why he got a little pop when he hits. Now I see why he's so explosive. Now I see why he come in and out of his breaks. Now I see why, man, he's such a ball hawk. He can cover so much ground on that back end because the man is built to be explosive. And when you pop in the tape, that's exactly what he is, let alone with a high IQ. You know, he's the quarterback of that defense. He, he gets everybody lined up, and he's very instinctive. You know, so he's just a – a true, genuine pro when it comes down to watching tape, taking care of his body, uh, making plays, being very instinctive, and you wonder why. The man just understands what it is. He understands how to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. He understands just how to be a professional again, Mark. So Minka, man, just a little bit different. You know, soft-spoken, but he, he when he says something, he means it, and you can understand it's genuine. So I'm getting an opportunity to be – firsthand with Minka, man. So it's it's pretty cool. It's like watching little baby Troy out there just talking, just talking to him, just talking to him. No, there there's only one Troy. Don't get that twisted. But just watching the, some of the ingredients Troy had as a player, Minka has that as well. I'd imagine that's almost like deja vu for you, Ike. Yeah, but you know Troy is a little bit different, man. Troy Troy play outside the box, in the box, on the line, around the line of scrimmage. Troy, Troy pretty much did it all. But Minka Minka is holding his own as well. I will say. The more, bigger concern I have, Ike. So Minka will not join his teammates early on in practice for the practice field for training camp. Can't imagine that'll go on for too long, but. Tyson Alu-Alu starting on the physically unable to perform list as well due to a knee injury. Hope this is just maintenance. They need to right. make sure that he's ready to roll Correct. come week one. As a player, the Steelers right. desperately missed. 35 years old, so he's no spring chicken. But that's right. honestly the bigger concern that I have just because right. need to make sure that front seven is fortified this upcoming season. If it's any depth on this team, Mr. Defensive Line, and they will play a huge part in the Steelers' success. I love that, Ike. I love that, Ike. We'll see. And again, I don't want to make more of this than it needs to be. We have a few more topics to get to as well. Need to make mention of this. Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, saying Mason Rudolph has a great shot at winning the quarterback job. Ike, we're into August now. We're chomping at the bit for the start of the football season. I think this is just kind of coach speak to put it out there of a a, a team that the Steelers have to play to say, oh, well, we have to prepare for Mason Rudolph now too, potentially starting at quarterback. I still think, I know Pickett's third on the depth chart right now, but Trubisky, 
Pickett. I think it'd be one of those two guys starting week one of the season. We both think it's going to be Trubisky, but I think this is just fodder to put it out there for other teams where it's like, we don't have anything else to talk about. So let's put it out there and look, Mason Rudolph does have starting experience in this league. Correct. Am I reading this the wrong way? I Am I crazy? What, what do you think of my take on this? Mark, you ain't crazy at all. Uh, Mason Rudolph have a good shot, not a great shot, <laughs> of, making, <laughs> of being the starter. It will be Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Then it will be Mason Rudolph. Then it will be Kenny Pickett. But as far as like a great shot to be the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, week one opening starting quarterback at Mason Rudolph, no. Unless Mitchell Trubisky and knock on wood, unless Mitchell Trubisky gets hurt, Mason Rudolph will be holding the clipboard and watching Mitchell Trubisky in week one throw the football 30 to 40 times a game. Is it typical for quarterbacks who are just drafted, Ike, to say that you're going to be the third uh, third on the depth chart? I guess the question I have then is maybe the more interesting and the more nuanced conversation would be, okay, who's going to win the backup job between Rudolph and Pickett? Yeah, that's what it is. Who can win the backup job? Because Mitchell, from my eyes, clearly is the starter. And we talked about this before I even saw him on our show. Mark, I felt like Mitch Trubisky had a good chance of starting. And the reason why, man, he he's a, a former pro bowler. He was successful at some point in time for the Chicago Bears. We didn't know what the offensive game plan looked like for the Chicago Bears. Now he has some weapons on the outside and George and Chase and 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 uh Austin the third and tight end and and Pat and running backs and Najee. The only thing is they got to clean up the offensive line. But like I say, man, I thought he was athletic, and he showed me he's very athletic. So Mitch, man, in my mind right now, on um, whether it's today or whether it's three or four weeks from now, I think he will be the Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback. All right, Ike, uh, I'll say this. I mean, a great, great father. I'm not buying what Matt Canada is selling, saying great shot for Mason Rudolph to start at quarterback. And, hey, We'll put it out there, and we're going to clip this segment to our social media. We need things to talk about here between yeah, now and when snaps are already taken. Yeah, but yeah, Mark, but in don't, ter- don't buy that. Don't buy. It. We're gonna we're gonna put that on discount. What he said, seventy <laughs> <laughs> percent. All right, Ike. Two more topics to get to. We'll wrap up. Uh-huh. We've had a full show here on today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show. Deontay Johnson, a hold in at training camp, and so you right. saw T.J. Watt follow the same structure a year ago when he was trying to negotiate his new deal. He's working out on the side. I like that that, that more teams should do this for a player trying to get a long-term deal. Now, this comes on the heel of Debo Samuel with the 49ers getting 58 mil guaranteed up to 73 and a half mil over the next three years with the 49ers. So yet another receiver getting a massive contract extension. And the question I would have for Deontay Johnson is, you know, what is it that you're hoping to achieve in with the Holden situation? In my opinion, what that signals is he wants that long term big contract, but maybe he's willing to take a little bit less to stay with the Steelers, knowing right, that he'll right, probably right, see right, all right, of that money right, through right. versus if he goes out and tests the open market. I, we've right. talked about this all the time here on the Believe in Steelers show of you go elsewhere. And you don't have the same type of success. Who's the first one who's going to get cut? Who's the first one where you're going to be back on the open market again? And your value is going to be diminished tenfold. So 
I think more teams should do this with the hold-in situation where he's at training camp, there's certain stuff he'll do on his own while they try to work out a new deal. Because I'll say this about Deontay, making about $3 million in 2022, I don't think he's quite at the Tyreek Hill level, but he's worth right. more than the $3 million he's owed this upcoming right. season. Right. So you go with DK Metcalf, Seattle gave him um, three for 73, then Debo Samuel come back. Three, four, seventy-two. But you, what I told Deontay is, you can't look at what everybody else getting. You can't look at their money. But now there is a new structure. So these top wide receivers coming out with a three-piece, and I mean three years for the seventy-something. What's good for Deontay? And just my personal opinion, Mark, give me three for sixty. You know, you give me three for sixty, you guarantee me between twenty-eight and thirty-five, I will be a Pittsburgh Steeler for them three years. We will see what happens off of this number. I will be the first to say it. So there you go, Mark. Hey, listen, I, I, I almost, Ike, you've been so spot on with so much of this stuff. I almost want to take it as gospel because two weeks from now, I'm going to be like, didn't we talk about this on the show? Did we talk about this on the show? And you just, you have a huge grin on your face right now, Ike. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. We'll see. The hold-in situation, again, right. my PSA, other teams and other players should use this it worked out for T.J. Watt and the Steelers a season ago. And if right. Johnson replicates the success that he had in 2021 when he was a pro bowler again, I am never going to argue with pro bowl level production, Ike. I am never going to argue that. So we'll see if a new contract can get done between now and the start of the season. And if that happens too, Chase Claypool is then the next one on the clock because he's under contract the next two seasons We'll see, I because you can't pay everyone. I'm excited to see what George Pickens can do. I'm excited to see what Calvin Austin the third could do. To where going into this offseason, I was nervous about the Steelers receiving position, but it's like now yeah. I'm drinking yeah. that Steelers Kool-Aid when it comes to receivers, Ike. Nah. If Deontay will get paid, Chase has two years left. If George Pickens becomes sooner than later what I think he will be, and that will be rookie of the year a pro bowler in two years, Chase won't be here, my personal opinion. We'll see how all of this shakes out, Ike, but wow, NFL Rookie of the Year is a second rounder for George Pickens. That would be a tremendous season. And I'm kind of basing this on, I'm not saying he's going to be Jamar Chase. There's only one Jamar Chase. Correct, Correct. But if you're talking about that kind of level of impact as a rookie to say, hey, he's the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, as a second rounder, that would be you'd have an excellent performance just to even be in that conversation, Ike. So well, you got it. Well, it's exciting you got stuff. Think, Mark, he got drafted in the second round, but he had a first round grade, and the only reason why he got drafted in the second round because of his injury. If the man didn't get injured, they was looking at this man top fifteen pick, the first wide receiver taken. So. The, yeah, the second round, that's a steal for show for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, for him to be around in the early second round, Pittsburgh got him a steal. But, man, just looking at what he did before he got injured, he would have been gone in the top 15 off the first round. Thank you. got me fired up this morning because I just want to pull up the clip. George Pickens against Georgia Tech where he's just <laughs> – he's molly the defensive back. Like, I'm going to play that on loop between now and the start week one of the season. Yeah, Joe, I'm, I'm telling you, all he want to do is play football. All that young man yeah. wants to do is play football. And today they're putting the pads on. So 
what receiver you know can't wait to put on pads? That's George Pickens. I was going to say, like, there's usually only a few, and you played with one of them in Heinz Ward, so you oh. saying that takes merit because you saw best of the best. Right. You saw the best blocking receiver that the game's ever had, so that excites me, Ike. Yeah, George, George's going to be special, and he's going to be special this year. You heard it here first from the man himself, Ike Taylor. Ike, final topic of today's show. My prayers were answered, and the Steelers signed a running back, Jeremy Nichols, to a one-year deal. Now, Trey Edmonds is gone, but this signals to me that the Steelers are trying to find the Robin to Najee Harris as Batman. And I like the way that he caught the ball out of the backfield a season ago. Carried the ball only 41 times for the Titans, but he caught 28 passes out of the backfield. Excited to see what Nichols can do in this backfield. I think that, look, there's only so many roster spots, but what does this mean for Benny Snell, Anthony McFarlane, Mateo Durant, Jalen Warren, the two undrafted rookies, uh, those final two. But I know that the Steelers also worked out. Jordan Howard as well, the former Bears and Eagles running back. But this excites me, Ike, because this signals to me, Look, we love Najee Harris. We love what he can do. We like that he's the bell cow, but someone who can spell him, keep him fresh, and provide a change of pace in the backfield as well. Nickel signs a one-year deal with the Steelers. And again, I my prayers are answered. I love it. I love this signing. Well, just just from the couple of days I've been here, I'm looking at Matt Canada. He wants his running backs to be able to come out the backfield because they're going to be lined up outside of the backfield and they're going to run a few routes as well when they do get in certain formations and situations in football. So this is exactly what Jeremy McNichols bring to the table. When you want to talk about the Tennessee Titans, when you think of Tennessee, man, you're thinking of tough. You know, when you think of Pittsburgh, you think of tough, especially when it comes down to the running back position. And he's going to work fine with Najee. He's going to be a great threat after Najee or when Najee needs a break to 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 help his body out. But, yeah, Jeremy – Jeremy McNichols, he brings more than just that toughness to the table. When you got a guy who come out the backfield, that's even better. And Ike, when an opposing defense is playing man-to-man and you can split a running back out wide and a slot receiver or maybe sometimes all the way out, furthest out an X or a Y position, if you have man-to-man coverage with a linebacker who's a little bit slower and is more of a run stopper, potentially you're talking about mismatches on the outside as well that you can exploit against an opposing defense, too. So he's demonstrated that ability to come out of the backfield and catch passes and be a reliable target out of the backfield. Not all running backs have that skill set. So to see that he's demonstrated the ability to do that, that excites me, and it's yet another way the Steelers' offense can get back to what it needs to be because, again, I go back to this stat. Steelers have not scored 40 points in a regular season game since 2018. If they want to win a shootout, and I'm not, I expect the defense to play well, there's certain right. games where you got to win with different styles of play. I want to see that offense be a little bit more potent than it's been the last few seasons to where we're always relying on excellent defensive play and excellent play from special teams. I want to see this offense explode. And I'm not expecting that week one, they're a young offense. But right. come week 18 in the season, I expect the Steelers to be heck of a lot better than they are compared to week one in the season from an offensive standpoint. Agreed. I mean, you took you took the thought out of my brain. I'm thinking more midseason. I think Pittsburgh will be a running team the first, you know, eight to nine games. 
they will figure out who they are or they will have the run game established, which is the, should be the personality, personality to that offense, then they'll start to open it up about time that 10th, 11th game come around. That's when you see the good ingredients between the mixture of running and play action passing. Ike, I said it off the top of the show. Preseason is almost here. First preseason game against the Seahawks, August mm-hmm. the 13th. So less mm-hmm. than two weeks away now. Right. Uh, what will you be doing in Latrobe between now and then uh, as we start to wrap up here on today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show? I know you're still in Latrobe for the next few days. Evaluating players who are here now, giving grades on them. Also evaluating scouting, I mean, evaluating college guys that the Pittsburgh Steelers are looking at for the 2023 draft. I love it, Ike. I absolutely love it. Uh, IT, you're the absolute best. Huge kudos to you. And enjoy the rest of your time in Latrobe as well. I want to thank the Believe Network, also our producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, producer Yen C as well. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show brought to you by betonline.ag. They'll take care of all of your sports gambling needs. And I want to thank the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers show. Keep rocking with us because football season, it is almost here. I'm so excited. It's here. It's here. Make sure y'all give us a five-star rating. Continue to listen to Mark and I at the Believe in Network. That's all we do. We're very insightful with a lot of personality. You can learn a lot listening to Mark and I. But I want to thank everybody who behind the scenes, Miss Courtney and her crew, the Believe in Network. Mark, appreciate you very much. So make sure y'all give us that five-piece, man. All we do is spit game and be very insightful with it. 100% Ike. Tap that subscribe button. Now I got to plug two quick things really quickly, Ike. I saw you were on the volume podcast with Colin Cowherd. So go check right. out that conversation between Ike and Colin. I also want to plug as well, Ike. This past week, I had the chance to talk to the legend William Shatner himself as part of my responsibilities at WRAL. So check out my social Sweet. media channels for that full conversation with the legendary Sweet. William Shatner. So 100%. I, 100%. Look at you, Mark. <laughs> hey, man, we're blowing up, Ike. We're blowing up. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We will see you next week. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. If I don't say this, Miss Courtney will get on my butt. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.